Welcome back to the Anxiety Slayer podcast. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my wonderful friend and co-host Ananga Sivir. We come together weekly from Kent and Leelanau to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you and answer listener questions from our inbox and Facebook group. Together we share a powerful collection of techniques to reduce anxiety. And this week we're going to be talking about how to stop the fear of anxiety. Hello Ananga. Hey Shan. I'm glad we're having this conversation this week. We've been getting so many emails and posts in our group and page about the rise in the frequency and intensity of anxiety attacks during this challenging time. So I am ready to dive right in and and, uh, talk about it so that we can help as many as possible. Yeah. It's a very troubling thing when you experience an anxiety attack and then this fear of the fear kicks in and we're getting, as you said, Shen, lots of concerned messages about this happening. The thing with anxiety attacks is they tend to be short-lived. They usually only last a few minutes, but it's a few minutes of absolute horror. They're so physically present and they take over the mind and body with such speed and intensity. They can be really frightening and very physical. So that leaves long-lasting effects, almost like a, a phobia. So after an anxiety attack, it's common and completely understandable to feel fearful about it happening again. And Sam says, I live with the constant fear of having another massive anxiety attack. And then Megan says, how, how can I stop being scared of anxiety attack or having anxiety attacks? So you can see how that comes back. And of course, we're going to be concerned that it's going to happen again. Yeah, it's such an inside, invisible assault, and very often anxiety attacks feel like they've come from nowhere, so it really does make the mind very disturbed, very on edge. I remember uh, feeling an anxiety attack coming on at the grocery store. This was probably six months ago, and uh, thankfully being able to work through it based on what I know to do, and of course reaching out to you. (laughs) support, which I'm so grateful for your counsel and and coaching through that. And it took me a while to go back to that same place, to that same grocery store, because it's very large. It's it's not a place I enjoy going anyway. I'd much prefer a smaller store. But um, I had to really work through that fear of having another episode. And and while it wasn't massive, um, it was still very real. Yeah, it's a really uncomfortable experience, and I don't think it has to be massive to be real or to cause us aversion to returning. Um, We fear the loss of control. We fear sometimes embarrassing ourselves or Mm -hmm. looking like we're unwell or we need assistance. It's a very vulnerable experience. And so naturally there's an aversion to it, to avoiding it happening again. Right. And because it comes from within us, it then becomes very almost mysterious trying to deal with it is, is very challenging. Yeah. But fortunately, it is completely workable with. Yes. And it's completely possible to calm it and come through and out the other side. And the answer lies in learning how to stop an attack. Because what tends to happen with the mind is we think, oh, what if I have an anxiety attack? What if I have an attack here? What if I have an attack there? I was working with somebody a while ago that had a specific location where they'd experienced a shock and every time they went there these what-if thoughts were coming so to 
address those with something you can do that anyone can learn that can stop an anxiety attack. And that changes everything because then Mm -hmm. when your mind says, what if I have an attack? You say, well, I know what to do. I know how to stop it. We had a fantastic comment from somebody that took our course and they said, now I know how to talk myself off the ledge. And I was so happy when I read that. That's exactly what it's like, being able to talk yourself down, use the tools and techniques to stop the attack, and then everything changes because we don't have to fear the loss of control. We know how to stop it. So that changes so much for us. The thing is that anxiety attacks are such a frightening experience that we can develop a distrust of ourselves. We might feel like there's this scary thing that can fire off in our body at any time. And that fear only increases the chance of an attack happening because we're hypersensitive and hypervigilant to that. So we get caught in this vicious cycle. So we really need to step up and get support and know how to stop an attack and how to address the fear of the fear. And the key is in taking action. And we've been talking about this all of 2020, about dialing into the resources, tools, and techniques, and taking action. The mind will always challenge us. But when we have even a little bit of hope and action steps to follow, our mind won't freeze up as much. We'll, We'll be able to untangle what's happening and push through that resistance and take action to find the relief that we need. Yeah, we have to neglect the mind in a sense. Yes. I heard a fantastic class from a monk I like to listen to in the Vedic tradition some months ago, and he said that when the mind tells you nothing works, you can't do this, you neglect it. And it's like, I'm going to do it anyway. The mind is such a horrible naysayer. And uh, the Vedic tradition, the Bhagavad Gita teaches that it can be our best friend or our worst enemy. And unfortunately, without doing the work, it tends to be our enemy and it's relentless. It just made me think of being a, being a teenager or um, a petulant child. Yeah. <laughs> saying, you know, I'm not, I'm not listening to you. You know, go ahead and say what you will. I'm going to do this anyway. I'm going to continue to take care of myself. I'm going to continue to show up until I find something that works. Absolutely, yeah. And Ayurveda teaches that in a sense we need to parent ourselves or mm-hmm. you know, be a coach to ourselves or you know, rise up to the intelligence, use our intelligence to get the tools, get the techniques, try them. Just try them. The mind will tell you it won't work. It's not true. They work. I've seen right. hundreds and hundreds of people stop anxiety attacks very quickly. You can learn how to do it in a day, in an hour, if you just sit down and say, okay. I'm going to give it a go. It's completely doable. But the mind will tell you they don't understand. They don't know what it's like. This isn't going to work. I've tried everything. And at that point, we freeze and we stop and we don't get the help. So yeah, we have to rise up and push through. Where's the harm in trying? Right. And Ayurveda teaches one way to do this is to use the body to support the mind, Yeah, which is so incredibly helpful if you get moving walking, using a a breathing practice or breathing exercise, make that intention to take action and move your butt. (laughs) Well, because sometimes we get stuck yeah, and then we want to curl up and we just want to stay, but really that's going to make things worse. So much. Regular walking 
is going to lower your heart rate. It's going to release the adrenaline that's been building up. It's going to energize and, and, and support your lungs. And this alone will calm your general anxiety that comes up just by moving. Absolutely. Whatever your body and mind type is, none of those types benefit from inertia. Right. And it affects all different mind-body types differently, according to Ayurveda. So if you're in the vata mindset, which elevated vata always goes with anxiety, whatever your type, and you don't take action, your mind will pin you. Right. And it will just start with the dialogue, with the catastrophic thoughts, with the what ifs, and it will just go and go until you feel wrecked, exhausted. It's relentless. So we need to move, not scroll, not divert in that way, just get up and move. And later we'll be talking about bringing tapping into that movement with a question we received that we'll be covering shortly, how that helps. Mm. The pitta mind, when it's inert, you just get cross with yourself. You feel like you're wasting your time, you're not being efficient, you're being stupid, you're looking stupid, you're just going to start chewing on yourself. And the kapha mind, when it has inertia, tends to go low. It will go and do the couch potato thing. It wants to eat and sit and sleep, and it gets completely, completely stuck. And then it gets a low mood. And weepy and needy. Yeah. (laughs) Remember last week when I told you I was on the kapha slide? (laughs) I slid right down into the pool and was just, anyway, I'm glad that's behind me. But it happens. It, It does. It happens because there's an interplay of these energies that we're at the mercy of. There are these modes of energy that Ayurveda teaches, and we have to learn to surf them. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we're like a puppet, and they've got us. So right. we need to learn to get on the surfboard and have a good go. Even if we're on it on our belly, <laughs> we've got to get on it. <laughs> exactly. Got to get on it. Otherwise, we're eating sand, and we've got the waves smacking us up the head, and we're just getting tumbled. You know, if you've ever got caught in a wave, it's very yeah. scary. You don't know where's up, where's down. And you realize that intensity of the ocean. But once you know how to float on it and even surf on it, it's a completely different experience. So that's what we need to learn to do. Right. We need to learn to get on top of the wave. And the first thing is to break through inertia right. by movement. Because inertia, once it's got your mind, is a horrible, horrible experience. And then we need to look at any underlying triggers that might provoke an attack and weed those out as well. Yeah. And we need the tools that can stop an attack. Yeah. The, in in my opinion, the anticipation of anxiety should receive as much care and support as an anxiety attack. To anticipate anxiety is to suffer twice. It's exhausting and it wears us down and it's just not a good place to be. No, it's terrifying. I've seen people with big whites of their eyes showing. They're just terrified it's got them pinned. I, I remember one client who would say he was out walking and anxiety would have him pinned to the wall, absolutely pinned to the wall. And, again, it's workable. With We just need to work with people who understand it, Yeah, who've been there, who know it, and who know what to do. And then we can learn to do it, just like you have to learn to surf or drive a car or Whatever we need to learn, this is a skill that can be learned. When we talk about what helps, and one of the very first things that helps I just mentioned is to acknowledge what's happening 
And then to share it with somebody you trust rather than holding it inside, which is how uh, you helped me move through the experience that I had that I was mentioning earlier is just to be able to, okay, you know, this is what's going on and to kind of suss it out, get to the source of what was going on. And we figured out really quickly the change of season and my hormones. And there were just like this perfect cocktail in, in that particular time that helped explain it a little bit. And then to also, after you do have somebody that you trust that listens, whether they're an anxiety coach like you are or, or not, the next step is to wind back and actively support the fear of the fear that anticipatory anxiety needs help first Yeah, because it increases the, the overall general anxiety and it's likely to provoke the very thing that we're afraid of, the very thing that uh, keeps knocking at the door. Yeah, like if there's a fire, the experts will build a fire break. Mm-hmm. They're going to try and stop it spreading. So anticipatory anxiety is feeding the attack. So we're thinking, oh, God, what if I have an attack? What if I have an attack? And then the mind's jumping on that. The adrenaline's going on. And then the mind will say, you know, you're a bit short of breath. I think you're having one. Your heart's racing. Yeah. We've heard from people that can't wear a Fitbit on their wrist because it's monitoring their heart all the time. And they're thinking, my heart rate's going up. Yeah. I could be having, having an episode. And we need to be able to reverse that where you can, if you choose to wear a Fitbit, you might not. But if you do, where you can look at your heart rate and think, oh, looking after my body, it's elevated. You know, if I bend over, my heart rate goes up. Right. It's quite surprising. You get up out of a chair, it goes up. But it's supposed to go up and down. It's a pump. It's doing its thing and yeah. doing it very beautifully and efficiently and happily. It's the dialogue the mind gives it that causes the distress and that we need to change. We often talk about Bach flower remedies and the rescue remedy uh, offering that they have, as well as some of the individual remedies. You and I both have the, the entire offering of, of all of the remedies, which is one of my very favorite items in my medicine toolkit. But I'm wondering which one would be the best to support uh, the fear of known things, you know, so that we can actively do something about this anticipatory anxiety. Mm, that's mimulus as an individual remedy. That is for when we fear something and we know exactly what it is, we can say. Okay. I'm scared of the fear of an attack. I'm scared of an attack. Then there's aspen, which is when we just get that feeling of dread and unease, but we can't put words to it. Okay. So mimulus is when you know exactly what you're scared of. That's the support for that. And then, of course, rescue remedy, because rescue remedy treats shock. And an anxiety attack is an incredibly big shock. It's a traumatic experience. So rescue remedy supports general anxiety and it supports the shock. And there's a lesson in our um, first responder series for anxiety attacks that teaches you exactly which remedies you can combine. It goes through several remedies and teaches you how to combine them to make your own supportive blend very safe, very gentle. You just take it in homeopathic dosages and um, it'll show you how to make your own treatment bottle and keep that with you. It's just changed everything 
for me, Ananga, over the years, you know, knowing and trusting the flower essences themselves, um, and then knowing what to do and doing this loving action, taking action by putting this together, whatever it is you need for, for what you're dealing with, and in this case, anxiety attack, and then treating yourself with so much love and care and respect. And it's so easy to do. And it's just, anyway, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And it really boosts our self-esteem because we can turn around and say, wow, I defeated this big, scary thing in my life. Mm -hmm. And then we get to support others and show empathy for others. Once you know how to do it for yourself, you can help others. You might be able to help your children. You know, we're going through this incredibly unique world event. People are going to be having to change their lives. Yeah having to step up in all kinds of new ways. And once you know these skills, they will support you in doing so. They sure will. And along with the Bach flower remedies, EFT tapping, we absolutely have to talk about that because tapping is incredibly effective for stopping both the fear of an anxiety attack and the anxiety attack itself. And in our anxiety attacks course, we, uh, absolutely walk you through how to do that. And then also Ananga's brilliant one-on-one coaching where she can support you through specific challenges with anxiety through EFT tapping. I think that we we don't toot your horn enough when it comes to, <laughs> to EFT tapping and a number of other things, but you've been tapping for many, many years. You were a pioneer at the, at the beginning of all of this EFT tapping uh, when it was still being touted as emotional freedom technique more than tapping. And so I have learned so much uh, about tapping and have been able to do incredible work for myself and for the clients that I work with through what I've learned from you and from your teachers. So this is incredibly helpful. And even though it might sound silly or seem silly when you're doing it, if you're a new practitioner, (laughs) remember I had so much resistance in the beginning. And, and so many do because you just kind of feel silly until you realize how beautifully it works and how beautifully you can clear whatever it is that's clogged up in your, yeah. in your body. It's just fantastic. I wish it didn't look so daft. Yeah, right. <laughs> I used to have to get up on a stage in front of 60 people and I'd have to tap for even though I'm going to look so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> people are going to think I'm nuts. But of course, there's a solid reason behind why we tap. And once you explain that, people are very on board with it. But yeah, I've been using it and teaching it for 20 years. And I don't think you stick with something for that long unless you really know it's going to work. That it works, sure. And bark flowers and tapping continue to surprise me with their incredibly effective support that they offer very fast and very thorough. Mm-hmm. We had an additional question come through that. Uh, I think will be helpful for our listeners. And it's, can you discuss associating the place where the anxiety attack happened with having another attack there again? For example, I've had a few at night in bed, and now I associate going to sleep and being in bed with anxiety attacks. Yeah, very common, very common experience. It's especially challenging when it happens at night, though, because the mind at night is always that little bit more prone to fear. Mm-hmm. There's a lesson in our free course on Teachable, and the links will be in the notes for this show, 
where we use the example of someone who had an anxiety episode at a shopping center. They began to feel faint as they entered the food area. And um, they got help. They got a glass of water and, and were looked after very kindly. But just that sensation of being out in public and starting to feel like you're losing control of your body and the rising anxiety, an unpleasant experience. And the next time they went back there, they were fine. It was some weeks later. They hadn't had another episode. They were walking through the shopping center. And when they got to that corner where they started to feel unwell, they got this rising anxiety in their body really strong. And if you don't know how to make that association, that's really scary because once again, it looks out of the blue. But when we picked it apart and looked at the last experience and this experience to somebody that's used to these kind of things with anxiety, you can see, yeah, that happened to you there before. Your body's logged it. Your mind's logged it. When you turn that corner, your body's telling you and your mind is telling you, hey, stop. Mm -hmm. Something really scary happened to you here before. Don't go down there. You know, you had this experience. Right. So what we need to learn to do with that is to say, it's okay, I've got it this time. Thank you. I'm okay now. I've got it. And again, the bark flowers and the tapping help us really strongly structure that in so that it works. When this happens at night, it's the same thing. You're going to bed, you're going to your room where this scary experience happened before. So there's a part of you that has this strong aversion, this strong subconscious warning comes up and it comes up with anxious feelings in our body. And that's particularly challenging, as I already said, because it's nighttime. Yeah. So a few things that help. One is change up your sleeping space, change the lighting, change the colors, move your bed if you want to, change it up so it looks different and make it be as positive and calming to you as possible. Really set the scene where you think I'm comfortable here. Massage some lavender oil into your wrists and chest before sleep. Lavender helps calm anxiety and it also invites a sense of trust. And Shan, you've got some to add also. I really like guided relaxations when when my mind's gotten away from me. It's a beautiful way to get back into my body and rest and really nurture myself. And also, of course, tapping is incredibly helpful. You could just do a few rounds of tapping to dissolve the fear before going to sleep. Uh, the calming point uh, is something that we've talked about over and over and over uh, can, that also can just help you rest and, and relax. And that's a real simple taking your right thumb and putting it in the center of the palm of your left hand and pressing nice and firmly while taking some deep breaths. Uh, of course, Bach flower remedies make sense. Having the nighttime rescue by your bed uh, or taking some before sleep. My daughter's been having a real good experience with the uh, Bach flower gummies for sleep. Mm. And uh, she, she's been very grateful. The other thing is, is if you do wake up, please do yourself the favor of putting on a light, getting up, moving to another spot if you need to, just changing things up. Mm. And if you wake with an anxiety attack, you can pace to move your body and to disperse the adrenaline. I had a really intense nightmare a couple, a couple of weeks ago. And oh my goodness, I mean, I just woke up with such a start. And by moving, by just going downstairs, and I don't even remember what I did, but just by moving around, I was able to calm myself down 
yeah. quite a bit. Uh, and then, and then I actually did use a guided relaxation to, to get back to sleep so that I wouldn't go into that loop of, of worry about having another yeah. nightmare. If I recall, Shane, you told me that you made yourself some almond milk as well with some nutmeg. Oh, I did. I did. I had, I, I made some warm almond milk with a little bit of nutmeg. Yeah. That's what I did. I went downstairs and, and did that. So I gave myself something to do yes. that was um, very nurturing and supportive and, uh, and was able to get back to sleep. Yeah. And that's the difference, isn't it? When we know what to do. Mm-hmm. Because very often when you hear somebody in distress, they'll say, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. That's, you know, that helplessness comes over us. When we know what to do, we have a few things that we can do. And if you feel that you're, this is all new and you're going to forget, then make some notes. Right. Write down a plan of action. Have it by your bed. Have it on your fridge. Things to do when I feel anxious. Take some rescue remedy. Make some almond milk nutmeg. As we've discussed before, almonds calm the nervous system. Nutmeg's a natural sedative. So make yourself that sedative drinks. Very, very good for vata anxiety to have that in their body, something warm. And, you know, if I'm feeling a bit strung out, I like to really cradle the cup and hold it to my chest, feel that warmth, appreciate the healing properties in the almonds and the nutmeg and really be quite mindful about it. So just jot down anything that resonates with you from this episode and, and have it there so you know what to do. Right. And, and especially at bedtime, it, it really does take less time and energy to get up and deal with the anxiety you're experiencing than it does to stay in bed and let it escalate. That's, that's not a, a good way to care for yourself at all. So do what you know you need to do. Make those lists. Listen to this episode again. Um, and also know that everything that Ananga and I have talked about today can be found in detail in our first responder series for anxiety attacks. This is a course, a super popular course that has helped so many people. And it's available now for 25% off the regular course price. If you want to dig deeper and take a look at that entire course, you can at anxietyslayer.teachable.com. And to get the 25% discount, you just use the coupon code MAYDAY. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we did find a little humor in that. But within this course, you can learn how to make your own personal Bach flowers blend. You can learn how to stop an anxiety attack in its tracks. You get our guided SOS tapping sessions to help you stop an anxiety attack and and so much more. So just take a look, anxietyslayer.teachable.com and coupon code MAYDAY. Thanks, Ananga. And thanks for listening to Anxiety Slayer. We're so glad that you come back week after week.